Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Yeah, we back. Yeah, we back again, bitches. Yeah, shout out to everybody. All right, all right, all right. Music therapy, Kayana. You know what I'm saying, Lord Vell. Yeah, the TV is going through all. <laughs> Trey Five Seven, our Chapman, I am Five. All right, my usual suspects. My gang is here. Edmonds here. Never hungry again. I, I still that makes me chuckle. Gem 21, Ike Rice, B-Wise, what's happening? Listen, listen, baby cam, oh well. Let me just say this, Akira, hey, we, yes, we, yes, man, we are here. Will there be calls for this? I, sure, I'll open the phone lines for this when I get done playing everything, but let me just say this real quick. <clears throat> two things, two points I want to address, and then we can move on uh, with, the, with the nonsense. First things first. I want to thank all the people that hate watch me and then mention me on other people's platforms. And I want to thank those platforms that I mentioned on. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to live in your heads rent free. Thank you. I will never respond to you. They're not worth my energy. I don't punch down. I only punch up now. Second point, second point, all of my criminals, all to all of my criminals and who, whose families have, have done criminality, have done fed time. This is mainly for fed, fed folk. So all my people that have done fed time or know somebody that did fed time, that boy Gunner is now a confidential informant. Yeah, I said it. That boy Gunner is a CI. Like the big homie TI. You know why? Because they got the same attorney. The same attorney. The same attorney. The same attorney. That boy a CI. Like the homie TI. Let's not play this game. Let's not play this game. Let's not play this game. Anybody, if you had an uncle, auntie, cousin, nephew, niece, father, son, daughter, that's that done did some fair time. This is not how it works. This is not how it works. <laughs> Wait, this, this, this ain't even, this ain't how it works. 
That's not how FedTime works. <laughs> Wait, so before we get into Megan and, and Kelsey's testimony, let's actually look up the... <laughs> <coughs> let's actually look up how this man basically, basically walked away from a Rico case. Let's just look, let's just look at this up real quick. Gonna... Uh, Rico. Listen, I want y'all to understand this is not how it works. Okay. This is not how it works. When you're in a Rico, everybody goes to prison. You understand? Let me turn this. Hold on. Let me, let me turn this back. Listen, everybody goes to prison in a Rico. Everybody. Okay, everybody. Now make it make sense. And where is it at? Okay, here, here it is. Here it is. You ready? Are you ready? Once again, I need all my criminal folks, mainly that did fair time. If you if you know somebody that did fair time, this is for y'all. I, I want only you guys to chime in. No state here. No 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 state charges. No state sentences. No state convictions. Only federal, where they where they give you months. They give you months, not years. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Gunner, whose legal name is Sergio Kitchens, pleaded guilty to one count of violating Georgia's Racketeering Influence and Corruption Organization Act. However, however, he agreed to an Alfred plea meaning he maintained his innocence, but understood it was in his best interest to plead guilty. He agreed to an Alfred plea, meaning he maintained his innocence, but understood it was in his best interest to plead guilty. So you don't want to be an innocent man wrongly convicted. No. Under this, you say, I still didn't do it, but I'm a cop to this charge. Do you, do you understand? And then it gets worse. It gets worse from here, on, from here on out. You ready? Here we go. He says, I want to make it perfectly clear that I have not made any statements, have not been interviewed, have not cooperated, have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case and have absolutely no intention of being involved in the trial process in any way. That's because you're going to work for them down the road. Right? See, I didn't necessarily tell on anybody in the beginning. You know? They was like, okay, we listen. You know how it is. You go to the Godfather. And the Godfather, Godfather needs your help. What, what is it? What is it, my son? What, is, what, do you, what do you need from me? Godfather, I need... There's somebody messing with me and I owe some money and they're threatening me. Okay. Okay. I'll do this for you. But one day you're going to need a, I'm going to need a favor from you. One day you're going to owe your Godfather a favor. Yes. Godfather, whatever you need, whatever you need from me, Godfather. Okay. My son, Fredo, take him, go take care of the situation for him. Thank you. Godfather. Thank you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He's a good kid. 
Be a good kid. Fredo, give him some money and help him out. Take care of the situation. Thank you, Godfather. Thank you. That's okay. You're a good kid. You're a good kid. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right? <laughs> they ain't going to need you tomorrow. They're not going to need you next week. Not even next year. But they're going to need you. You work for them now. Okay? You, you work for them now. All right? Hip-hop police has evolved into actually using the people they, they monitor to work for them. Did we not learn anything from, from Takashi 69? Did we not learn anything from Takashi 69? Okay. <laughs> and what pops smoke. What? He told to? Maybe he did. It, that's okay. Go back to work. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. I'm not saying he told. That pay, if there's paperwork, it's probably sealed up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying down the road, they're going to need him. They're going to pull that favor. Okay? Once again, Takashi 69 done told everybody how it works. Your favorite rapper, for the most part, if he gets jammed up, he's telling. And he's going to work for them people. All right? Now, here's the crazy part about it. So he, is, he says, I didn't do anything. He Listen, listen. He was formally sentenced to five years in prison, but four of the years were suspended, and one year was commuted for time served. Now, last time I checked, he was not in jail for a year. Right, because well, see, jail for a state, it's usually like two to one, three to one. I don't know what it's like for the feds, but he hasn't been in jail for a, a year. But whatever, they gave him a year's credit of jail. Out of a five year sentence, they gave him a year's credit and suspended the other four. But four of the years were suspended and one year was commuted for time served. Listen, y'all. Come on. Come on, don't play this game with us. You know what? Let's watch this bullshit. That's an ad. That's an ad. An ad's coming. <clears throat> yeah, let's not do this. Let's not play this game. Anna walked out of the Fulton County Jail after pleading guilty to a racketeering conspiracy charge. Make Once again, listen to what she said. He walked out after pleading guilty to one charge of a, one count of a Rico case. Nobody walks out from a Rico case. Everybody goes to prison. I didn't say jail. I said prison. Everybody goes to prison. Okay. But you know what? It is a state Rico case. You're right, Mark Scales. This is a state Rico. Never mind. I take this back. That's why they gave him the year credit. Okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. I misspoke. This is a state rico case which is very very rare because we're all of our rico cases we're used to are federal so i misspoke i'm sorry so all of crimes that you've done that done state time come on back and come on back in i'm sorry this is a state rico case which is why they gave him a year okay fine once again you don't walk out of a rico case 
Okay, you don't walk out of a RICO case. Authorities arrested him and fellow rapper Young Thug, along with more than two dozen others earlier this year. As Fox 5's Eric Perry tells us, Gunna's guilty plea does not necessarily mean he's admitting guilt. We were there as rapper Gunna, also known as Sergio Kitchens, took his first steps outside the Fulton County Jail after taking what's called an Alfred plea. These are the first moments Sergio Kitchens or Gunna was able to freely leave the Fulton County Jail Wednesday afternoon. Gunna entered what's known as an Alford plea in connection with one count in the RICO Act case against him. Metro Atlanta attorney Ryan Greathouse says in simple terms, it's a type of guilty plea. Where a criminal defendant is ultimately saying, I don't agree with the facts as they're alleged. I maintain that I'm innocent. However, I believe that it's in my best interest to go ahead plead guilty now if you're innocent why would you plead guilty to something okay why would you plead guilty to something you didn't do i mean if you're adamant you stand firm you're gonna you're gonna live and die by that 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 that, that that's those 12 in a box right if you were charged with a crime you know in your hearts and you know you didn't do you're not pleading guilty you're gonna take that shit to the box you know why because if you take it to the box and lose you can still do an appeal Okay, first things first, if you did not commit a crime and you are wrongfully charged, you're not taking a plea. Okay, you're not taking a plea. You're going to take that shit to the 12 in a box because if you lose, you can appeal. Okay, wait a minute. I, I'm pleading guilty, but I didn't do it. I'm innocent. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Wait a minute, Your Honor. Um, I still maintain my innocence, but it's in my best interest. I take this guilty charge. Really? Really, y'all? Oh, he's done. Oh, he's done. Because guess what? Because you still got the stink of T.I. all over this. This is T.I. all over again. He's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. But let's continue. Gunna and another well-known rapper, Young Thug, whose real name is Jeffrey Williams, are two of the defendants indicted for charges in violation of the RICO Act. The indictment claims they are part of a gang known as Young Slime Life, or YSL. Prosecutors say those named in the indictment have engaged in violent criminal activity in the city for years. Gunna and his legal team released this statement saying in part, while I have agreed to always be truthful, I want to make it perfectly clear that I have not made any statements have not been interviewed have not cooperated have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case and have absolutely no intention of being involved in the trial process in any way in exchange for a guilty plea attorneys say Gunna will not serve any time in prison so what does the rapper's future look like the plea deal sentenced him to five years with one year to serve in prison that time was commuted to time served and the balance was suspended he will need to complete 500 hours of community service. Wow, really? 500 hours of community service? Wow. Wow. With 350 of those hours talking to young men and women in the community about the dangers of gangs and gang violence. And while Gunna says he did not agree to testify, he can still be called as a witness. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Is that what the Alfred plea is all about? Okay. 
Okay. Now I see the play. Now I see. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it, but I'll say I did it for my best interest. <clears throat> my best interest is to is to completely say not guilty. Take it to the box. If I lose, I'm going to appeal that bitch. Okay. While the state may consider this a victory on some level, I think that you're going to see mis uh, mixed reaction from his fans. At the Fulton County Jail, I'm Eric Perry, Fox 5 News. This whole thing is some beer. This stinks to high heaven. This man, listen, I'm telling y'all, he's working for them people. Okay? Like, there's nothing to debate. And whoever she was, she, she, she looking right. But anywho, that's not why you're here. We're not here for Gunna. We are here for Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey Nicole. Right? We have a lot of footage to go over. A lot, lot. Okay? A lot, lot. So, first thing I'm going to play for everybody is the, 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 uh, the statement from the bodyguard from last year. From last year, pretty much detailing what happened then in the night in question. You ready? Let's get to it. Oh, nope, that's not it. Wrong, wrong clip. My bad. Whoops. Damn Paul Heyman, damn WWE. Here we go. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Nope. I'm outside. Oh, My shit. weapon is in the car. Okay, this is, it. this is it. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Ready? All right, let's go. I'm outside. My weapon is in the car. Tori and Meg get the arguing. Kylie's outside at the pool still. Tori and uh, the girl in the car start arguing. Meg walk out because she find out such and such. Tori been messing with both of the women in the car. Now, mind you, this is from the bodyguard a year ago. So everything that he's saying right now has already been confirmed. They were fighting over Tori. Let's go. You know how that go already. Tori got in trouble. Meg hops out the car. Tori and the girl fighting over the gun. Excuse me. Tori and the girl fighting over the gun. That would be Tori and Kelsey. Which we always said that Tori and Kelsey were fighting over the gun. And then I'm like I said, I'm of the opinion it was Kelsey that fired the gun. The gun accidentally goes off in the midst of them fighting for it, and the girl shoots, and the bullet accidentally gets near Megan. That's why it didn't hit no tendon, because it grazed her. It didn't actually. Okay, so let's play it again. So the bullet fragments that we keep saying, we keep hearing, either is bullet fragments, but she stepped on glass. The bullet hit something in the ground, possibly ricocheting, hitting, possibly hitting her in the foot. But for the most part, she agreed that she stepped on glass. I'm not saying a shard or two may not have hit Megan, but for the most part, the majority of her injuries were from stepping on glass. All right. So this was a year ago. The bodyguards said they were fighting over Tori and then Tori and Kelsey were fighting over the gun. The only question at this point is whose gun and whose bag was it the gun in? Whose gun? Um, we are. We know who shot the who fired the who discharged the firearm because it was Kelsey, because she got the immunity deal. 
not a complete immunity deal, but she got enough, she got enough to where she ain't, you know, she won't get charged with the firearm, the discharge of a firearm. But let's play this back again, and then we're going to get into the, all the other footage. I'm outside. My weapon is in the car. Tori and Meg get the arguing. Kylie's outside at the pool still. Tori and uh, the girl in the car start arguing. Meg walk out because she find out such and such. Tori been messing with both of the women in the car. You know how that go already. Tori got in trouble. Meg hops out the car. Tori and the girl fighting over the gun. Excuse me. Tori and the girl fighting over the gun. The gun accidentally goes off in the midst of them fighting for it. And the girl shoots. And the bullet accidentally gets near Megan. That's why it didn't hit no tendon. Because it grazed her. It didn't hit Okay. All right. Now that's that from the bodyguard a year ago. A year ago. One year ago. Matter of fact, it was more than a year ago. But nonetheless, a year ago. Okay. Now. Let's get to lawyers for workers. Let's get to him first. We'll get up to speed. We're going to get up to speed in a minute. All right, here we go. And it gets crazier. We are on a 15 minute break. Got to get back into the courtroom very quickly. I sat at 12 o'clock directly in Kelsey's line of vision. I watched her testify. I watched her deny that Tory threatened to shoot her. I watched her confess that she lied to the police when she said that. The reason why she was lying to the police, the investigators, is because she wanted to protect herself. OMG. The rest of the testimony that we just saw in the after lunch session was a prosecutor holding on for dear life to a recording between her a police investigator and another L.A. County prosecutor and Kelsey and just replaying that recording and saying, Kelsey, didn't you say this? And Kelsey saying, I did. Kelsey, is that true? And Kelsey saying, no, I lied. Did the L.A. County prosecutors give Kelsey immunity? I think so. They did, didn't they? That's what I reported this morning. That's what I saw in this courtroom. Does Kelsey sound like a believable witness? No. <laughs> Is Tory Lanez accusing her of being the shooter? Yes. I'll tell you something. That jury, most of them, it looked like they had their mind made up. I don't know which way, but they saw that person say that I lied about all that to protect myself. They're going to hear that there was gunshot residue on her. Okay. That's the first clip from Lawyers for Workers. Okay. So I, I can guarantee... Nobody's dragging this man online anymore saying he's not credible. He doesn't know what he's talking about. This man is A1 with his shit. Let's go with the second clip. All right, you heard the bombshell from this morning. Let me catch you up on the rest of Kelsey's testimony. They asked her, how are you feeling? She said, I don't want to be here. They asked her, what's triggering you? She said, quote, lies from Megan. She was asked, what lies? That I betrayed her that I am a bad friend, that I took hush money. She was asked, how do you feel about the allegation that you shot Megan? She said, that's ridiculous. She was asked, how did you meet Tory Lanez? Me and Meg both met her, him at the same time at a Rock Nation brunch. She continued that after they met, Meg wanted to hook Tory up with 
Kelsey that that did happen, that Kelsey and Tori were engaged in an intimate relationship, that Kelsey got COVID, went back to Texas, and during the time she was back in Texas, having left LA, Tori and Meg started getting it on. They talked about the night of the incident. They got to Kylie Jenner's house around 3 to 4 p.m. She was a great witness, by the way. She answered everything extremely knowledgeably, extremely truthfully. I believe every word she said. She never seemed like she was trying to hide something, except when she put except when she pled the fifth of course now she's clarified this was not a party those are just people hanging out there was maybe five or six people before tori got there there was a lot of alcohol she said at one point she did pass out when she woke up tori was there they were all in the pool they were having fun she confirmed a lot of the speculation tori was hooking up or trying to hook up flirting with kylie in the pool meg was very agitated trying to leave with tori tori did not want to leave she contradicted meg's testimony meg said oh i don't remember ever leaving once and then coming back kelsey testified they all got in the car they left without tori as they were going meg is rambling being just weird and then says oh i forgot my slipper let's go back they all go back to get her slipper then they grab tori they bring she Kelsey didn't go in at that point when they went back, but when they came out, Meg came out with Tori and Meg said to Kelsey, bitch, Kylie told us it's time for us to go. Our Tori drops the bombshell that he had been hooking up with Meg. Kelsey did not know this. The first time she learned this is in that car. That's when the argument ensues. That's when just lots of arguing is going back and forth. The prosecutor really tried to pin it down and make it look like the argument was only between Tori and Meg and Kelsey was adamant that nah, everybody was arguing with each other. It was a mess. She confirmed that Meg was dissing Tori's career, his skills in an artist. This stuff all crescendoed. The prosecutors asked her about, was there ever a threat made by Tori to shoot? She said, yes. Prosecutor asked her, what's the context? She said, I invoke my Fifth Amendment right. You can only invoke your fifth if the testimony that you are compelled to give will incriminate you, meaning that the context around the threat, if Meg will not tell us, if, if Kelsey tells us, it would incriminate her. Okay, that's the second clip. Once again, that's from Lawyers uh, for America. We're going to get to Milagro because Milagro is on it as, as usual. Hold on. Back to me. And let me find goddamn Milagro shit. I thought I had it already. Is that it? Hope that's not it. Well, let me get in my emails, y'all. Give me a minute. Going to my email. Okay, while this bad boy is downloading, let me get to you guys' comments. Listen, I, I believe Tory beats this case. I believe he, be, I believe he, the, 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 uh, the defense attorney has already raised enough reasonable doubt at this point moving forward. Um, we still have day two tomorrow. Kelsey goes under um, prosecution, cross or cross rather. So day two of Kelsey will be tomorrow. Um, you know what? Anything's possible. I nothing would surprise me at this point. You know, nothing would surprise me at this point. Kelsey was the one who said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, this is 
This is madness. Once again, this is the best TV that's not on TV. Let me pull up. All right, left. Two minutes left. Okay. Yeah, I, I and also I also believe that Megan um is pretty much done at this point. I think it's too much it's just too much PR damage to for for Rock Nation to to I like I said, I don't think her career is gonna be able to rebound off of this. Even it just to say hypothetically Tori's found guilty. I think optics wise, people are done with Megan. I think people are done with Megan at this point, regardless of how this, this trial turns out. She's, she's pissed off a lot of people already. Bad attitude, industry pass around. Like, you know, yeah, I, I believe she's done, regardless of how this case turns out. Let me pull up the damn footage. She's taking forever to download. Yeah, I believe she's done, man. And then, you know, once... Once um, Rock Nation drops her, that's when you know it, it's it's a wrap. So, oh my God, twenty seconds. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I've done multiple videos on Rick Owens and um, what's the bitch name? Uh, I'm multiple over over the years. Multiple, multiple. I forget the woman, the crazy woman's name. Here we go. All right. Here's Milagro earlier this morning. Um, wasn't able to catch the second one because I think she's still on with act and they're still talking, but this pretty much is enough right here. Okay. Boop. And here we go. Shout out to Milagro. My boss radio. Let's go. But um, the testimony was so explosive. Let me wait then. Hold on. Let me let y'all get in here. Because y'all, come on, hurry up, hurry up, though. Okay? Because we got to go eat. And we're not finna be sitting with y'all the whole damn time and not eating and enjoying our stuff. And bitch, you need a drink, too. This bullshit. That's what I'm saying. All right. Hey. <laughs> hey. Wait. No, don't, don't, feel, don't feel bad for Megan. See, this would, this would, this listen, y'all can't have it both ways. Right? Y'all can't have it both ways when it comes to Kanye and Megan. So we know these people gave up family members. So why do you feel bad for them? Why do you feel bad for people that give up their parents or family members for fame and money? You can't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Why would you have sympathy for people like that? I'm just asking a question. But let's continue. So um, let me first say this. Kelsey is an amazing witness. Kelsey is handling herself the way that Megan should have. 150%. That's important. I don't want you to take that as a dig, but bitch, it is. So get a shovel. At the end of the day, Kelsey came up poised. Kelsey, uh, is very, she's presenting herself to be very strong. There's no attitude with what she's saying. 
she is not trying to answer the questions by saying yeah but da 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 there was a lot of talking over people yesterday when megan was there it sounded more rehearsed yesterday kelsey answered the question when uh she didn't understand something she said can you rephrase that you know what is this what is that and da 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 so she has proven herself to be an excellent witness like she's really 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 doing a great job y'all want to see the outfit today girl no get into this one red <laughs> so um she's proven herself to be an amazing witness um when we came in when Kel kelsey was already sitting aside but they acknowledged the fact that kelsey wants an immunity deal kelsey had her own representation okay and so um that was like uh yeah that's what you want to do the prosecution was like we will not try to prosecute her she still wanted the immunity deal so they granted it and said okay and that is the only way uh that she i feel like was gonna get up on that goddamn stand and say a damn thing now um oh panini or egg sandwich Ew. panini salads or egg sandwich girl chicken bacon. chicken yeah okay, okay chicken okay yeah okay. no she know it's a, quickie, chicken. it's a quickie okay let me open up my notes because i want to make sure y'all get into everything um kelsey said i do not care to be here today she said this is a triggering situation it's causing me anxiety she said i have postpartum depression and there's a death in the family that i'm dealing with right now so it's a lot she said it's been a lot being lied on by megan pete p-e-t-e uh-huh um she said they said what do you mean by that what did she lie about and she said uh megan lied about me betraying her and said that i was a bad friend and then megan lied and said i took hush money they said what about accusations online and she said um there have been accusations online saying that i shot megan and that's just ridiculous so they said when you met tori she said early 2020 i met him and so they said what was your relationship like with um oh what was your relationship like with tori and um let me see hold on she, yeah no what was your relationship like with megan and she said we were the very best of friends um i was her assistant and then she said that her and megan and tori were all good friends and that they met at a what rock nation brunch bitch so they met earlier that year rock nation does that brunch what january february something like that mm -hmm. and they um met at the rock nation brunch megan and tori megan and tori and kelsey all met each other at the same time okay get into it get into it okay so she said that me and tori, this was explosive bitch she say me and sorry let me get in the car love oh thank you so much okay okay so she said um hold on okay yes thank you okay she said me and sorry were communicating you know kind of like off to the side and she said megan encouraged it they said did megan set you up with tori she said absolutely megan all right pay attention now megan set tori up with kelsey okay he got on the damn stand and said kelsey just had a crush on him that's not true kelsey said megan set us up okay she set us up and she said kelsey said that that her and tori had had sex a few times it was a sexual situation it wasn't a relationship but they was talking having sex megan hooked them up and she um you know what i'm saying was encouraged by megan to hook up with tori okay um they said where you from where y'all from she said i don't know where megan from i guess bell county she said but i'm from victoria okay and then she said tori from wherever he from sort of go ahead and so they was like okay let's talk about you know covid when you got covid and so the comment the comment was well when i got covid megan stayed and and tori and megan got close at this time so she said after I got COVID, I went back like two to three months later. And so um, she said she stayed at Megan's Airbnb when she went over there. Okay. They said, when did you get back? And this is another key point. She said, I went back at the end of June. So I had been back two weeks. 
Megan's ass sat up there looking like a sexy ass Barney talking about that she had came there two days before. She didn't say nothing about that girl getting there two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I said two weeks. Moving along. We have to do a roundabout. Moving along. She said when Megan told her about coming back out there, and we'll get into what an immunity deal means. Only bitch get an immunity deal is a bitch that don't want to go to jail. Talk about it. You only get a but the thing with her immunity deal, it's not transactional. And transactional means blanket. Like, it covers everything. It's a limited immunity deal, which is why she was prefacing some of her comments and her answers. So it's not complete immunity. It's not carte blanche, right? It's not a Sammy the Bull, Gravano type of immunity deal. It's limited. It's not transactional, okay? So everybody keep that in mind when we keep talking, we keep hearing immunity. It's not carte blanche. There are some things she can say to get her in trouble despite immunity. Okay. All right. Motherfucking immunity deal. When you feel like I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to get charged with shit. I don't want to deal with, we'll get into that later, but any motherfucking way. Um, Megan allegedly per what Kelsey said on the stand told Kelsey, get rid of all your shit. We about to get a house bitch. So Kelsey say, okay, I packed the bag. I had my shit. I subleased my apartment. So she said, I got rid of all of my shit, my furniture, everything. Megan said, we finna get a house. So I got rid of everything. So suitcase, she said suitcase. Remember I told y'all Megan didn't want to claim the motherfucking bags. Kelsey is now saying suitcase. Whose suitcase was it then? Okay, Kelsey's. So a couple of days before uh, the incident, which was the 12th, they got an invitation. The invitation came um, a couple of days before and they went there on July 11th at about maybe three or 4 p.m. EJ, Megan and Kelsey went to Kylie's house. And Kelsey was very adamant and even corrected the uh, the prosecutor, Kathy Ty, anytime she would call it a party. For whatever reason, Kelsey wanted to make it very clear. It was not a party. It was a gathering. Okay? A gathering. They, they put a big emphasis on the fact that gathering, gathering, gathering. Um, mm, if Kelsey didn't do anything, why did she want an immunity deal? Talk about it. So anyway, um, she said it was a gathering. And uh, she said when we got there, uh, Megan wanted to cook nachos for everybody. She said it was about three or four people um, that were playing Bill Pong. And she said when Megan got done cooking, I guess, that Megan came out and said, oh, y'all having fun without me. Okay? And then they was like, come on. And they was playing beer pong and drinking. And so she said, I don't even know what happened to the nachos. But that was very interesting to me because Megan claims that she brought the food out to the people. Why don't nobody remember eating the motherfucking nachos that your ass was up in there? Bitch, you wasn't cooking. This bitch act like she made a goddamn three, four, five course goddamn meal. Like we was Italians and we was sitting down for Sunday dinner on the goddamn Jersey Shore. This bitch then went up there and put some goddamn Rotel and the goddamn pan with some Velveeta. And then got some, you was at college in the house being ghetto bitch and cooking up hamburger meat. Are you fucking kidding me? That you were not there embarrassing us like that? Bitch, you know you were supposed to do a razzle-dazzle. I wouldn't give a damn if you got one of Kylie plates and cut up some chicken and went on Pinterest and, and set that bitch the right way. Okay, y'all excuse her rant. She's going on a tangent, but she'll get back on it. Just give it a minute. But you out of motherfucking line for going to Kylie Jenner house, playing with us like that, and making them regular-ass nachos, bitch. I'm not feeling this shit. I want to see if that was gourmet nachos. But anyway, Megan said she brought the nachos out. She brought the food out. Ain't nobody ate that damn food. So anyway, they said, well, how many people was there at that time? She said, shit, probably five or six. So she, Kelsey said, it was a lot of alcohol. This shit was just, it, it was blurry. And she said, the last thing I remember is Megan's demeanor. So they said, okay, well, Kelsey, didn't you pass out? She said, yeah, child. They said, well, when did you pass out? She said, at least three hours after we got there, I, I um, needed to go basically lay down. You know, you drink, you want to go to sleep. She said when she woke up, she was more sober, okay? So she said at that point, her, EJ, Megan, Kylie, and Tori was at the house. Kelsey said um, that she was told that it was time to go by EJ. So she said, I want to make it clear. I didn't have on a bikini. Those were my pajamas. She said, I went upstairs um, to put on my pajamas. 
and she, they said what was in the bags we'll get to that in a second hold tight so anyway she said i want to put on my motherfucking pajamas it's Akia, but hold on though because see now we on the road bitch he ain't even sent a request so anyway um kelsey put on her pajamas and and ej told kelsey go tell megan it's time to go okay and they said uh what kind of items were in the bags and so she said like bikinis they said whatever whatever megan would carry with her when we went somewhere it was that shit and uh, they didn't specify and they said but we had like bikini changes and all of that shit you know and so like shit like that kelsey said megan did not want to leave that she said at the time tori was doing his thing they said what the fuck do that mean that he was doing his thing they said we can see the reflection okay cool what you gonna do you gonna pull up <laughs> okay. Know the fuck we are. Okay. So, like, okay. Cool. You can see my notes. You see, I'm reading from my notepad. You don't see nothing identifying, but thank you. Right here, babe. Hold tight, so we can get a um the situation. Hold on. Give me this. So much right now. Thank you. On this side, I'll come around. The fucking way. Megan does not want to leave, and so they said Tory was doing his thing. They said, "What you mean? Um, he was doing his thing." They said, "You know, being Tory." They said, "What they mean?" She said, "Um, he was he was flirting." He was over there flirting with everybody. Okay. And so EJ said, look, go tell Megan we got to go. Kelsey said, Megan do not want to leave. And so um, EJ said, okay, tell her her wig slipping. When Megan realized that her wig was slipping, she was more willing to go. Still didn't want to leave, but she was more willing to go. And so Kelsey said that Megan had EJ move all of the bags to Tory Car. She said she had never met Quan before that. She didn't even know him but that the bags was put into Tori's car. She said Tori was still inside and um, that Megan wanted Tori to leave. They say Tori told Jaquan, take them home. All I care about at this point is whose firearm was in whose bag. That's all I care about. Whose firearm did it belong to and whose bag was it in at moving forward? But let's go. They said, um, how was Tori's attitude at the time? And she said, Tori ain't had like, he didn't have no particular attitude. He just wanted, um, he just was like, take them home. You can take them home because he wasn't leaving. And Kelsey literally fucking said, it's not that he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to get in that car. Now, that's very interesting. She say it ain't that he ain't want to leave. Is this Danny DeVito? I wish I could see him. <laughs> she say it ain't that he ain't want to leave. He ain't want to get in that car. Okay? They fucking with my life? Okay. Quan, Megan, and Kelsey get in the car and they leave. And then EJ at the same time leaving his car. Hey, what he said? So um, they brought up. They said, "Did you talk to um your sister, Kelsey? Did you call your sister?" She said, "Yeah, I called my sister." And she said, "Um, what you talking about with your sister?" This Kathy Tom talking to her. She said, "Um, I was just talking to my sister about general things, basically." And she said that um, she was just excited. I ain't never did no shit like this before. She was like, um, to me it implied that she was excited about being at Kylie's home. So she called her sister. Implied. She did not say this. To me, it sounded like. Bitch, you know how you call your people? Bitch, I'm at Kylie Jenner house. You know, some shit like that. And so, um, thank you, girl. She got my organic spray. <laughs> I know that's right. Let me get you a napkin. Don't drink out of it. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So, she, yeah, it, it was implied that she um was, was just excited about being at her, at her house. And so, um, Kelsey said, Kelsey said, Megan was drunk and obnoxious as the fuck. Hold on, let me block you for thinking you could ever critique me, bitch. So, um, now you miss out, ho. Now catch up when they repost this shit, bitch. So, anyway. She <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, Megan was drunk and laughing out loud and shit, being obnoxious as fuck. And, um, Kelsey said she wasn't necessarily sober, but she was more mellow and level. Okay? And so, um, 
they said Megan when they got in the car because they left with Quan. She said, "Uh huh, be blessed, sir." Chum, no you trying to get your food. <laughs> so um, Chum, so Megan in the damn car. Kelsey say Megan said, "Damn, I left my slipper." So she said, "We need to go back to the house because I left my slipper. Let's go back to Kyla's house. That's at the top of your head." Okay, we gonna fix it. Is it I or is it coming up a little bit? No, it's blowing. It's blowing in the wind, baby. Can you more? So anyway, um, when they got back to the house, so that they could um, you know what I'm saying, go get the the slipper, bitch. Kelsey stayed outside. This is where it gets more motherfucking explosive. Kelsey said there was a fight up in there, a fight or an argument or something. They said, why you think it was a fight? They said, because Megan rushed out. She said, Megan and Tori came out. And so she said, when, when Megan came to the car, Megan said verbatim, bitch, Kylie said, we got to get the fuck out. Okay. That's how Kylie got dragged into it. It was her house and she kicked them out, her out. So if they kick out Megan, then everyone's got to leave because they came with Megan. Kind of makes sense. Okay. Megan sat on that goddamn stand and said, Kylie ain't never put out. The only reason she wanted to leave was because her hair was messed up. Kelsey Harris said that Megan came to the car and said, bitch, and verbatim, bitch, Kylie said, we got to get the fuck out. That's what said. Take a sip. Ooh. So <laughs> Kelsey outlined the sitting situation. Who was sitting where in the car? She didn't say anything different from what we already know. Her and Tori was in the back. Megan got in the front. Quan was driving. She said, Kathy Ty said, well, what happened? Kelsey said, do I have to answer? Child. Okay, here we go. And they said, yeah, you got to answer. She said, well, Megan, Megan was just rambling. She was just rambling, rambling, rambling. And so um, she said there was a lot of going back and forth. Kelsey said it was going back and forth between all three of them. It wasn't no one person doing, no. She, she was very clear that it was all three of them arguing. And uh, they said, was their name calling? Was Tori calling y'all bitches and hoes? And she said it was name calling from everyone. Kelsey tried three or four different times to say that basically it wasn't just Tori. This is when I start picking up on the fact that she trying to protect him. Okay, this is interesting. She says, no, everybody was going back and forth. Everybody was calling each other names. They kept asking a question until she finally had to say, well, yes. He did call, yeah, he did say bitches in the house. Or be calling them bitches, okay? Child. So anyway, they said, do you remember Tori suggesting that something was being kept from you? She said, yes. They said, what did Megan tell you when Tori said what he said about, you know, y'all sleeping together, or him and Megan sleeping together? She said Megan told what was supposed to be her best friend. Don't listen to him. Tori, why you say that? Don't listen to him. No, damn well she had popped that pussy for a real nigga. So then, she said, Kelsey say, I'm confused. I'm upset. All of this in the third. And so, um, she says at that point, me and Megan start arguing. Megan got to ask something and said the argument ain't really have too much to do with her. She said, so that was a lie. Kelsey said, me and Megan were arguing. They say about what? She said about her disloyalty. I can talk what the fuck I want to, except in that hallway. So, um, she said me and Megan got into it about her disloyalty. <laughs> um, they said the music may be copyright. Oh, um, Okay. But am I talking enough and is it enough commotion to draw on the dot? I think so. They eventually turn the music off at, at the restaurant. So just give it a minute. But I need to take a breath, breather because this, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is what happens with, with, between women doing dumb shit. But okay. I would think so. Oh, I can actually turn her down. Can you? Yeah. Ooh. I'm always here. Just give me a power play. I know that's right. So anyway. Um, anyway. So she said that her and Megan was arguing about the fact that she was a disloyal.
Oh, wait, real quick. Everybody wish, wish uh, Nick Satterwhite a happy birthday. He had a birthday a couple of days ago. So everybody wish Nick happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. Yay. <laughs> Why you fucking that nigga? I was, this is my nigga. And so that's what she said. That um, something else that was said was that Megan started attacking Tori Carrill. Okay, Megan at this point to me is trying to deflect. Now you, this nigga didn't just let the cat out the bag. Okay, that you was sucking dick, and you want to talk about his rap career? That bitch was trying to uh, deflect, trying to deflect, trying to deflect. They say to keep freezing. Can you hear me? In real time. Hurry up. You gonna try to see? Yeah. Cause girl, I'm finna eat. We almost done. I promise you, we almost done. No, I can see it though. It's cool. Okay, thank you. Um, so, hold on. So, they find out now in the car. Kelsey find out that that bitch was getting piped on. So, this bitch deflects and say, "Man, fuck your rap for real." They ain't say that verbatim, but I'm saying. Okay. So, um, they argued about that. And then she was like, everybody was throwing jabs. Everybody was throwing jabs, you know? They said, do you remember that in September 2022, that Kelsey... Now, wait, remember, the prosecution's whole premise of their case is because Megan said his rap career was, was whack or garbage or whatever, and it got him so incensed that he grabbed a gun and started shooting at her. Remember, prosecution's opening statement their opening statement to the case was their their belief is she it, uh, Megan talked about Meg, uh, rap, uh, Tory's rap career. He got so upset that he grabbed a gun and started firing at her. That's the whole. That's their premise of their opening statement. Okay. You spoke to me, Kathy Ty, but and all these other people, and um, she said, "Yeah, they said that Tory threatened to shoot you, child." Kathy say, "Do I gotta answer that?" They say, yeah. She said, Hi, good to see you. Yeah. Okay. Um, they said, what was said after he threatened to shoot you? Kelsey did not want to answer. That's, that's key. That's where she invokes her fifth. That's where the immunity comes in. So even though Tori said, yeah, I will shoot Megan. But what did Kelsey say to Tori after that? We'll never know. She said, can I invoke my fifth amendment? Right. And they, the, the judge said, you need to talk to your lawyer. Her and the lawyer had to go in the back and talk. It was a whole big debacle. For whatever reason, Kelsey did not want to say what the response was. What that indicates to you? Could she have said, nigga, I'll shoot you too. Say 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 it with me, sis. I'll shoot you. Yeah, that's, that's probably what she said. Nigga, I will shoot you too. <laughs> we don't know. But she did not want to answer. When we got back... After this little break, because they was in the back talking, the people had a sidebar and all that shit. We come back, and Kelsey say, again, can I invoke my Fifth Amendment? I don't want to answer the question. And um, they asked her again. Kelsey said, I don't know what I said when he said that. She said, she said when Tori threatened to shoot me, or said he would shoot me, I don't know what I said. That's what she said. Um, they said, is there a reason that you don't want to answer this question? Baby, Kelsey was chilling. She was sitting up. She really was like, the cat got a tongue. And um, they said, you know, how you feeling? And she said, I don't want to be here. They said, how do you feel about Tori being here? She said, Tori being here don't bother me. That's what she said. So, yes. And then we had to take a break. So, that's everything that happened, bitch. So, at the end of the day, um, Kelsey did say, Kelsey did say that, yes, she told detectives that Tori had threatened to shoot her. But she does not want to reveal what she said in response. 
So, um, thank you. That he said nice glasses. Great. Who gives a damn? So, anyway. <laughs> that's what happened. And we'll be back after lunch break. Okay? Oh. Okay. And this is where Academics comes in. And she pretty much say he shoot me. everything she had already said earlier. So, we can skip all that now. Let's get to the wrap-up after they came back from lunch. Okay? Because all this was pretty much... You know, testimony before lunch, testimony after lunch. So Lawyers for Workers does a wrap-up after lunch, all right, with academics. So let's go over this part. All right, let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Ack, what's up, Big Ack? How you doing? It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yo, yo, what's good? Hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm also on stream. There's like 30,000 people watching. I'm about to mute up um, and I'm going to throw this live. By the way, you guys go follow this guy. You know what I mean? I've been getting a lot of my updates from him. You know, I'm, I, I love, love the fact that you're on the ground. You know what I mean? I think I think you did a great service for the Young Boy trial. And, and um, now with this case, which we've been so fascinated about, it's ridiculous. First of all, I, I just want to, I, I want to just kind of throw it to you that you could kind of update me on what went on today because I I predicted yesterday, I'm like, hey, listen, why is Kelsey taking the stand today knowing that Tori's whole defense is kind of angling saying she did the shooting? How does she know that maybe the whole jury or maybe everybody in the world believes she did it and now you're susceptible to charges and now we hear about an immunity deal. Please break it down for me. It was a crazy day. Day starts. Kelsey says, I'm not going to testify. When Kelsey says, I'm not going to testify, the prosecutor responds by saying, I will give you use immunity, which means that if you agree to testify, I will not use any of your testimony against you. So it's not transactional. It's, it's use, which means limited. So she doesn't get carte blanche. Like we, like, like, look, I pretty much said, she doesn't get carte blanche. It's limited. Okay, but okay. Now, the reason why Kelsey can say that I won't testify, she has the right to invoke the Fifth Amendment. You can only invoke the Fifth Amendment. You can't just say I invoke the Fifth because I don't want to talk to police. No. You can only invoke the Fifth if you're being compelled to testify. In this case, she's being forced to testify. And the testimony that she's going to give is self-incriminating. So... The second she walks into court and says that I invoked the fifth, I can't testify, that tells you that she did something that night that would incriminate herself. Like discharge a firearm. Okay. Separately, she invoked the fifth specifically in reference to the question, what was the context of the comment Tori made that I'll shoot? Now, it seemed that she denied that that comment was also made, but more importantly, it seemed that she was saying that I invoked the fifth. I can't tell you what happened around the timing of that because I would incriminate myself. That is a big win for the defense, but this is not just a, a Molly Wap victory for the defense. There's a lot going on here. So, okay, they invoke the fifth, she gets the immunity, she's now testifying, and she runs back all of these statements that she's made to prosecutors, and she says, oh, hey, you said Tory popped out, had the gun up, and was shooting at y'all? No, that was a lie. Oh, you said Tory reached into the gun to get the console? No, that was a lie. So she admits that all that stuff is a lie. Okay, then we get to the prosecutor prosecutor stuff. And this, these are major feathers in the cap of the prosecutor. And that is two pieces of evidence. One, the concept that there was money being offered. Now, what was it being offered for? That's, there's a lot of room to play there. 
first off, the biggest thing here is that Kelsey denies that she took any money. She said, I didn't take any money. I'm not testifying here because I've been paid to testify. I'm not being silenced. I've been paid to testify. That goes a long way. She does, however, acknowledge that offers may have been made. So the prosecutor's whole point is that she's doing all this shit because she's getting paid. Kelsey's whole point is that I deny. So question back to Kelsey. Why are you not talking? What's going on here? What is it that you're afraid of saying? <laughs> we, we don't get that answer. She just keeps saying to protect myself. So there's the money angle, which goes against Kelsey. And then there's the text message. Text messages from Kelsey to a security guard. It says, Tori shot Meg. How do you explain that message? Well, if your theory is that Kelsey is a big ass liar, Kelsey was involved in the shooting and from the jump is just saying whatever she can possibly say, whenever she can say it to avoid putting the burden on her. And you couple that with the fact that. Uh, L L L. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, I believe Kelsey does admit that Tori offered to pay for her an attorney. So yeah, to a certain extent. Okay. Egg has never spoken to Kelsey. <laughs> They're not talking. They had a complete falling out. The prosecutor asked Kelsey, Hey, why aren't you and Meg talking? And Kelsey said, I don't know. <laughs> Look, act. there's so much going on. There is just so much going on. And you know, my, big takeaway is this is not a case about Meg versus Tory. This is not a case about who's right, who's wrong. It's not a case about who's lying, who's telling the truth. This is a case about reasonable doubt. Prosecutors believe that a man got out of a car, pulled a gun and shot five times at a woman. I would ask those prosecutors, do you really believe that? And if you do, why haven't you charged attempted murder? What they probably know is that there's more to this story. It doesn't fit a clean narrative to dunk on Tory, so they're not telling us more of this story. And now they've given Kelsey immunity. They told her this is interesting. Uh, we're going to need, you know, to keep this open and we'll see how this plays out in the future. But let me tell you how the immunity played out, because this is very interesting. So she comes into court. She says, I'm not going to testify. OK, now they say, well, we'll give you used immunity. Anything you say won't be used against you. And then her lawyer comes back and says, that's not good enough. I want something called transactional immunity that you cannot charge me for anything that came out of this circumstance that night, that incident. You are giving me immunity that you will never charge me for anything that happened that night. They said, we can't do that. But they went on the record and told the judge on the record that we will not charge Kelsey with any crimes, that we have no intention. We will not charge Kelsey with any crimes of what happened that night. What is. Okay. So here's the, here's the pickle that the DA's put in. Okay. Now, listen, somebody has to go to jail. You understand? I'm not an expert. I'm not a lawyer. My, my criminal. Uh, justice knowledge comes from actually, you know, going through it. So I know what I know because of what I experienced. You're not going to embarrass the DA. Okay. You're not going to have two witnesses come in and basically one witness is, is full of lies. And the other one says, well, I'm not going to give you crucial amounts of detail to help you prove your case. Somebody has to get locked up behind this. Too much money being spent. This is taxpayers' money. This is a high-profile case. Somebody has to get locked up. If Tory beats this, which I believe he will, if Interscope is not pulling strings, if Interscope is like, we'll let him have this one. We'll get his ass later. If Interscope says, you know what, we'll let him have this one. All right, and it just it just goes down to surface level. I believe Tory beats this case, but somebody has to get locked up behind this shit. You don't spend a shitload of time manpower and taxpayer money for this high profile case. And you got one witness. It's a terrible witness, nothing but lies and all her and her story. The other one wants immunity for not 
telling what really happened. Somebody has to get locked up behind this. If Tory beats this case, which I believe he will. Okay. Somebody, you're not going to embarrass the DA of LA. You're just not going to do that. All right. They just got a brand new mayor, a black woman, this bitch talking about taking people's homes and shit. Somebody going to get locked up behind this at the end of the day. Let's go. All that means as a practical matter, there's no way you'll ever have the evidence to charge Kelsey. And she's been given both use immunity, so her words can't be used against her. And she's been given a statement on the record from prosecutors that she will not be charged for anything that came out of this incident. That's crazy that they would do that. If there's a, a possibility that this person is lying all over the place, if you didn't investigate her for DNA, if you didn't investigate her for fingerprints, you didn't arrest her that night, you didn't interrogate her that night, and then you gave her immunity later on, that's crazy to me. And, and so all that, you know, when you tell all of that to a jury, and now you tell them that, okay, well, we want you to lock this man up for 22 years. We're not going to tell him the time that he's facing, but we want you to hit him with, you know, felony assault with a semi-automatic firearm because he had intent to harm this woman when he pulled a gun and shot at her. Man, I, I got to think that one out of 12 jurors or might be 14 is going to say, that doesn't add up to me. I'm not ready to convict somebody in a case like this. It's too messy. Hey, um, so watching or even like listening to even your, your reports, and, and it seemed very like bombshells were being dropped. Did the prosecutor? have any idea that Kelsey because Kelsey went against she basically said whatever I told you guys complete cat yes that's what she said and they had no idea and I'll tell you another interesting dynamic of how that played out so they had no idea <laughs> and, and she was struggling the prosecutor was really struggling because prosecutors don't expect that and they're not ready for that and it doesn't happen all the time and she's just not ready for it but the judge bailed out the prosecutor because the judge didn't like it the judge saw that here's a person who's recanting everything they told to an investigator and so the prosecutor basically would just keep asking the same questions all over again. She would cover a topic, and then she would go back to that topic because she couldn't deal with Kelsey's recanting and telling her that everything was a lie. And so the prosecutor got really off guard, but the judge saved the prosecutor, and the judge gave the prosecutor a lot of leeway to repeat questions, to re-ask questions, to ask questions in ways that I think a normal witness would not have to answer. But because the judge did not like this witness either, basically saying that, hey, I'm a big fat liar. I've been lying to you guys all along. The judge let the prosecutor go. It went on for so long. I mean, you're talking about Kelsey started testifying in the morning. She's not even done with the direct examination by the prosecutor. So tomorrow she'll go back. The prosecutors will continue questioning her and then we'll get cross-examination. Oh, Lord. Wow. I, I, so as I was kind of seeing this go down, um, I, I said to myself, I'm wondering, and, and by the way, now I'm going, I'm in, I'm in the realms of just theories because at oh, the end we're of the all day, in the deep end, bro. We are like deep. Like, this is like deep at this point. I'm wondering if Tory's attorney or Tory's defense, like his whole team, had any idea this was going to happen. Because, in my opinion, if she did what she was supposed to do, she was supposed to put Tory in a position where I speculated Tory has to take the stand. I think after this, I'm like, don't take the stand because you haven't even got to cross yet. And she's basically fucked up everything the prosecutor got going on on direct. This is a, this is a, amazing. She's working for the, she's working for the defense. No, that's your your read on that is very right, but it can go either way. You're absolutely right that after Kelsey kind of just kind of shits on everything and just confuses everything up, you could kind of just maybe leave it at that. But I don't I don't think so. Not with the statements of him offering money. Not with the text message. I think I think he's going to take the stand. I think that's going to be crazy. Hey, let me also ask you. So, um, even watching that whole thing, and and um, I, I'm wondering if is because she doesn't have she doesn't have that transactional immunity. Um, 
how prepped you think her lawyer, you know, had her to, hey, listen, you can say these things, but not these things. I, I don't know. I mean, look, all I can say is this. She, I, I, with or without transactional immunity, I feel like, and I'm not a California attorney, a California attorney would have to give anybody advice on what is the value of a prosecutor going on the record and stating that we're never going to charge her for this or we have no intention to charge her. But in my mind, I feel like she went up there testifying with complete faith that nobody is going to charge her with this. Despite that, she had a lot of trouble testifying. I mean, when I tell you, she, I can't even... I, I'm, I, I used to do high school debate, and I'm a lawyer now, and my greatest skill is seeing a bunch of information unfold in front of me and then uh, saying that to somebody in a digestible format. I can't even begin to try to digest for you the testimony from Kelsey today. It was fucking everywhere. And the prosecutor was so shocked and so confused by what was coming out, she was everywhere. And so the whole shit is just a fucking mess. I think because of that, you probably need Tori to come in and, and say their alternative theory and, and hear from him in his words what went down that night. If you if you don't hear from him, oh, that's too risky, right? Listen, I'm no criminal defense attorney. I'm no trial lawyer, but I'm a human being. I've been in that courtroom all day. If I were a juror, I'd want to hear from Tori. Hmm. Let me ask you this, because this is the angle I'm getting. And again, I'm, I'm reading all the reports from you guys who are in there. And, you know, I mean, I'm taking, you know, pretty much everyone says the same thing. Sometimes, you know, certain people might not have emphasis on certain parts. Some people might think it's important. But what I took away from even her testimony today, um, Kelsey, that is, it seems like more than anything or whatever feels this towards Tori, she hates men. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think one theory you can take away from this testimony is that she shot Meg. <laughs> that maybe Meg doesn't know. I think that. We've been saying this for two years now. We've been saying this for two years that it was Kelsey that fired the, the gun, whether accidentally or intentionally. But I believe it was it, by the time the, by the time the firearm discharged, it was in Kelsey's hand, regardless of Tori and Kelsey fighting over it. It, that, it when, by the time the shots rang out, it was in Kelsey's hand. I, I stand on that one. Been saying it for two years now. I think the defense theory will be this. There's a tussle of a gun between two people, and that's the two people with the GSR. And in that tussle, the gunshot residue ends up on both of them. The gun goes off. Yeah, exactly. So for everyone that kept, remember, initial report said there was no GSR on Tory. Now they came back and said GSR on both Tory and Kelsey. That means they were fighting over the gun. So for somebody that came into my comments in the earlier video, you didn't read the court transcripts, but I did. Let's go. Whether Meg gets shot or not, or whether that she cuts her foot on something else is an open question. Kelsey testified today that she heard that Meg cut her foot on glass. And that's ultimately going to come down to, I think, the doctor. There's a doctor's report that shrapnel was taken out of the foot. That doctor, I think, will testify and will get a sense of, is he 100% sure the shrapnel was taken out of her foot? Or was he just connecting the dots saying, you know, this woman came in, there was gunshots. They told me that and I pulled some shit out of her foot. So I figured it must have been shrapnel. We don't. Okay, look, a doctor would know the difference between bullet fragments um, shrapnel or glass. Okay. He's a trained doctor. I mean, come on, you, you would know. Okay, let's go. No. So, well, it, it, well, according to the police reports, two doctors said two different things. The first doctor said, okay, we listened to her story and we, and we thought her injuries was consistent with glass. And then the second one who supposedly was a surgeon who I think is supposed to testify if they didn't already, the surgeon said supposedly, Oh, we did extract, um, bullet fragments, which allegedly, I don't know. I don't know where the deal with that is. Well, we'll see. You know, we're going to see what happens there. Before we even get there, there's going to be a cross-examination. Pray for Kelsey, man. <laughs> Just, she's going to get cross-examined. It's going to be insane. 
has has she or anyone alluded to the to a possibility that her and Megan were fighting because Meg strongly denied that, right? Meg also said in, in, in a public interview she didn't put hands on anyone that night, right? But there is a witness who right. said there were women fighting in the streets, right? And I'm wondering if Chelsea is going to admit to the fact that maybe her and Meg were into it physically because I do believe the narrative of, I think the prosecutor's narrative of, oh, hey, she insulted Tori's music and a gun was pulled. It's kind of like, come on now, like, it, it's hard It's hard for me to believe. But if, if you tell me, well, it started from the crib, at, uh, uh, Kylie's crib, and there was some jealousy stuff, arguments, they got kicked out, everyone's drunk, now they're in the car, they're all arguing. Then they get out, get physical, maybe there's some threats thrown back and forth, insults. Then a gun comes out, possibly a struggle. Sounds like a more complete story to me. And, and I'm just only going off if I was hearing a complete narrative. Um, what have you thought about what the prosecutor, because it's their case. I agree case with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. I, I, I can't, in my mind, understand how a prosecutor would open this trial with an opening statement which is basically that Meg insulted his music. She got out of the car and seven seconds later, he jumped across the back passenger seat, grabbed the gun up from somewhere and shot at her five times. That I want to know who's gun. Okay. Here's another part of this case. I don't understand. And once again, this is where my knowledge of guns and, and the law. Okay. The first thing they do is take the gun and whatever crime has been um, used in and they do a ballistics check. So they take it to the forensic people. They fire the gun into a, a bowl of water, right? Into a barrel of water. They uh, trace the striations of the bullet from the barrel. You know, they run the VIN number or the, the serial number to see if there's any pre prior bodies on it. They, no one's mentioning or asking who is the, who is the firearm owner? Nobody has said that. Now, I don't give a fuck what crime you commit, especially here in, out here in L.A. You commit a crime with a gun, they going to know whose gun it is without question. Okay? You commit a crime in L.A., they going to know whose gun it is. They run all types of tests on the motherfucker. Okay? Trust me. I, I'm, I'm telling you this from experience. So, for them to have a gun crime, a firearm discharge, and, and, and the commission of a crime, possible crime in L.A., and nobody knows who owns this firearm is, is bullshit to me. Okay? But I ain't, I ain't Columbo. It's an aggressive story. That paints Tori to be an absolutely horrible human being who deserves no sympathy, no grief. And the evidence is not lining up with that story. The idea that somebody said something to him, they got out the car, and he decided to go after that person with a gun and shoot at her. And again, you know, I've said this now a couple times in my videos. If you believe that that's the story, I was he not charged with attempted murder. I was also thinking, why is he not charged with possibly um, kid, uh, well, kidnapping or at least a lawful imprisonment if he's telling someone, well, hey, get back in the car. Hey, you yeah. just got shot. It's reasonable to assume that, hey, I'm going to listen to the big bad guy with the gun who just shot me, and I'm hoping he doesn't kill me. He forced me to get back in the car. That's a charge. Yo, the idea that the guy, here was their opening statement. So in their opening statement, they say, Meg gets out of the car. She's trying to get away. Tori shoots at her five times. She gets shot in the foot. She hobbles away. Kelsey goes to save her, console her. Kelsey has now gone to her and is consoling her. And the both of them see Tori approaching. They don't know if he has a gun. Kelsey is scared. Kelsey intercepts Tori. Tori then jacks up Kelsey, physically assaulting her, grabbing her by the hair, throwing her to the floor, breaking her necklace off, taking off her nail. If that's the story... If that's what you intend to prove in court, good luck, bro. That didn't happen. Come on. That didn't happen. I've been, there's no way. That sounds absurd to me. 
yeah, no, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, and I'm just wondering how. I, I hate to, you know, and obviously a, a whole trial is way more complicated than trying to score like a like a MMA fighter, a boxing match, or something like that. But you know, I've been trying to score each day, and and I think a lot of people, and, and I, I wanted to ask your opinion on Meg's testimony because I think a lot of people say she did what needed to be done. Um, she did, yeah. and she gave she gave that boy work in the second half. Here's the thing with with Meg's testimony. In the morning, she was not good. And I said, and people dragged me on the internet for saying that the jury would have expected to see a strong black woman. What they saw was a guarded woman who seemed unsure of giving her answers. Not someone who came in and said, I was shot. That's the guy who shot me. I'm here for justice. She seemed like someone who was very scared to answer questions. That was the morning. I, I think she watched my video because when she came back in the afternoon, the first word out of her mouth is this morning I felt guarded, I wanted to come off strong, I didn't, I want to feel strong, and then they proceeded to do that. And she gave the defense attorney work. Look, Meg's story, Meg's truth is not the deciding factor here. Meg can turn around, hear gunshots, and think that Tori shot her. That's completely plausible. Meg was probably drunk out of her fucking mind. Everybody was drunk out of their fucking Okay, let me just say this. Renzo, it can't, it can't be Tori's gun. He's not from this country. I haven't seen anywhere where they said it, it's Tory's registered gun. He's not even from this country. He's basically here on a work visa. He's not from this country. Let me do this real quick. Hold up. Let me pull something up real quick. Like Tory's facing deportation on top of all this, you know, let me pull up Megan's injured foot. All right. Let's pull up Megan's injured foot and then we'll get back to the, uh, to the discourse. Hold up. This is Megan's foot. Okay. That's what it looked like. That's the, that's the extent of her injuries. Now we all know the foot is consistent consisting of nothing but bones and tendon. All right. If you legit get shot in your foot, you're going to sit, you're going to be on crutches. You're going to sit down for a hot minute. You're going to sit, you're going to sit down. You're going to be on crutches. Now, if you call this a gunshot wound, you know, I don't know. Could it be the result of a ricochet, a bullet graze? Either way. You know, could it be bullet fragmentation? The only way to know for sure is the surgeon that actually removed the fragments from her foot. But this does not look like a gunshot wound to me. But bullets tend to de defy the laws of physics. <laughs> you know, when they, when they hit inanimate objects sometimes. Okay. I'm just saying. All right, let's get back to it. Oh, I... <laughs> Hey, hey, tell conspiracy. I said, what's bracket? <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. You're keeping the bracket over here. All right, let's get back to this. Mind. None of them should be considered reliable sources of what happened that night. And for the prosecutor to go around there with their opening statement and, and say that this is how it went down. And for Kelsey to come in and say, yeah, all that shit was a lie. None of that shit is accurate. That's not how it happened. That's where we're at. Is, is there any mention of who that gun is registered to if... It is. No, no. 
Interestingly, there was some mention early on, I wasn't here for jury selection last week, that they were having trouble finding Quan, the driver, who presumably would have been the man responsible for that gun. Uh, I don't know if they found Quan. Uh, we'll see. If Quan comes in and testifies, his testimony is going to be critical. Some of the other people who are expected to testify here, they're talking about Corey Gamble, Kylie Jenner, to testify as to Meg's state of mind and just the circumstances surrounding them leaving the party. That's going to be insane if that happens. I, I, I'm, I'm probably guessing they're going day by day. Um, they definitely knew that Meg was going to come in yesterday. They definitely knew that um, Kelsey was going to come in today. Have they not said anything like, oh, hey, well, well wrap, we got to wrap up this whole Kelsey thing because we have to bring like Corey Gamble or maybe Kylie because that would be just shocking if we, we saw any of them took the stand, honestly. Yeah, uh, no, there's no wrapping up. Basically, the judge, especially with the way Kelsey's testimony came out and her just being all, the judge is just going to let it go. She's, he's going to let the, everybody ask as many questions as they want of Kelsey because it's impossible to make any heads or tails of her testimony. So he's just going to let them keep asking her questions. He's not going to hurry things up. There's no indication of when or if these other, there's an indication these other people will testify because those statements have been made. I think the Corey Gamble statement was made during the opening statement that he was there and Kylie's all over this thing. And there's, there's credibility issues where people are denying what Kylie said to them. And so that, that's the kind of reason why you would call somebody and there's no way you cannot show up. If Kylie gets a subpoena, she's a person with knowledge of a crime that happened in the state of California. She's got to show up. You don't think she can fight it? I mean, she will try to fight it, but on what ground? What basis do you have to not testify? You were there. There's a criminal trial going on. You have information and you're being asked to come in and give the information. What, what, what's the problem? Maybe on the grounds of, hey, listen, you guys are investigating a crime that happened um, where I, I, I was not present at the, 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 at the vicinity. I guess I was present previously. To, to where these individuals were, but I have no information about the actual crime happening. Agreed, but there's statements in here about what Kylie said to Meg. For example, uh, Meg denies that Kylie said that it's time for you to go. Um, Kelsey says that that happened, um, that, that when Meg came out, Meg told Kelsey that Kylie said it's time for us to go. And then there's also other issues of, you know, how drunk were they? How many drinks did you have? What type of alcohol? I mean, there's... The, Relevant information in a criminal trial is a lot more than just the people who are at the scene of the crime. So I fully expect that they will call her. I assume she can challenge it. Why not? You can always challenge a subpoena. I don't really see a basis for a winning challenge. So if they want her, I think they'll get her. Mm. Wow. Uh, wait, wait. I, I just want to say this real quick. Um, I don't know if you guys heard this. I mean, if you're a if you're a comic book movie fan. Um, Henry Cavill will no longer be playing Superman. Um, he had a sit down with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and they're going to go with a younger Superman. So I'm not sure if anyone's aware of this. I am deeply heartbroken. I loved Henry Cavill as Superman. I hate how the old Warner Brothers regime has just fucked up Zack's whole vision. So I'm sorry it's at a tangent, but Henry Cavill will no longer be Superman. I believe he has... One cameo left in Shazam and one more cameo in the Flash movie coming out next year. But it's a wrap. Uh, Henry Cavill is no longer playing Superman per James Gunn and Peter Safran. They're going to go with a younger Superman. I will be crying myself to sleep later on tonight. Okay, let's go. Um, how hard, given, given how Kelsey's answered, how hard do you think that... Um... Corey's defense attorney will go at Chelsea because Chelsea seems already to be basically saying, I don't think or I don't have knowledge that Tory shot anyone. Do they need to be aggressive? I thought at first she was going to say the opposite. So I said, hey, they can't go hard on the victim, which is Meg. So they kept it light. But they, they got to go hard at Kelsey. But Kelsey's is basically saying, I, I don't know nothing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to speculate on what the cross-examination is going to be, but it's going to be 
they're going to go at her. That's just, that's the nature of it. That's how criminal trials work, man. I mean, their theory in the opening statement was that she was a shooter. They're going to have a go at her. Mm. Um, it, it, I know that the immunity deal is going to always come back up, right? Because again, she doesn't have full immunity. Is there any strategy that she might say things that she could possibly, um, because I, I, you tell me if I'm wrong. I believe whatever she says, she she will um, she, her her testimony will not be used against her. Is there a chance that that either she's gonna either withhold things that she might not want to just bring into play, period, or maybe say things that she knows will probably disqualify the prosecutor from looking into later because they also gave again their word on the record. Plus, she has that you know that written document saying you can't use that that anyway. Yeah, look, the immunity thing's complex. One thing is certain, I think it's black and white, we all understand it, can't be used against her. This concept of what's the value of the prosecutor's statement on the record that they have no intention that they will not charge her, I don't know. To me, it sounds the same as transactional immunity. It seemed to me, and I'm just guessing here, that the LA County prosecutor probably has a policy that we don't give transactional immunity, but we'll say on the record or we'll give you a representation that we're not charging you and we're not looking at you for this. The, the, the interesting part here is, well, can she be tried for perjury? So yeah, she has immunity, She's invoked her fifth, she got the immunity, so now she's taking the fifth off the table and she's gonna talk. When she talks, if she lies, and they can prove that she's lying, that's perjury. You don't get immunity from, from perjury. Yeah, 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 no, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. I'm wondering why the hell she was tripping up when they asked her about Tori's threat. Is there any feel like she's protected Tori? Absolutely. There were long pauses during these questions. I, I it's, you know, it's, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the whole government case that she's being paid to do this. Now there are her denials. She's flat out denying on the record. I never took hush money. In fact, she said that she said, I don't know if this is true. She said that after the shooting, Meg was putting narratives out there that she took hush money. And so because of, so, and then, so Kelsey said that that pissed Kelsey off. And then, you know, all these offers, these happened before Kelsey goes and sits down with investigators and gives all the information about Tori, which if you're the defense and your theory is that she was the shooter, okay, that adds up. She's saying all that shit to cover her ass and save Tori. We'll see. Jeez. Not, hey, I wish this shit was televised, but it's just like a movie, brother. It should have been televised. I don't know why it's not. At this point, everybody's reporting on it. Everybody's trying to get in. It should just be televised. What's the difference? I agree. I agree. Hey, listen, um, not to switch gears, but, 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 but you know, since I run the news page, it's been so hot on, like, this is equally as popping as the, the Meg stuff. Did you see what happened with my, my man Gunner? Okay, do we care to hear about what they their take on Gunner or no? Because um, if we don't care to hear about them talk about Gunner, I'll I'll open the phone lines for a hot minute before I get out of here because I'm starting to get tired. So I'm a, I'm gonna go off with you guys. Do you care about Gunner? Their 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 discussion about Gunner or no? If you don't care, I'll open the phone lines briefly and we'll call it a day. Yes, Gunner is snitching. <laughs> Hey. Okay, I got one for yes. No, two, two yes, one no, two, two, no, two, three, no, two, four, no. Oh, another, another, another YSL member has decided to take a plea. Matter of fact, this nigga name, let me find this dude. He just decided to take a plea. I'm to listen. Football numbers will make you cop to please. Nobody's trying to do 50, 60 years or a thousand months in fucking federal prison. 
Like nobody's trying to do that. But nobody, nobody cares about. Okay, what's his nigga name? Name. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Walter Murphy. Okay, hold. On. Let me look him up real quick. Hold up. Once again. Okay, let me put this guy up. Walter Murphy YSL. Here we go. Everybody telling. Everybody telling. Hey man, where's it at? Where's it at? Okay. Okay. Now, Walter Murphy is the co-founder of YSL. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Walter Murphy entered a guilty, they entered a guilty plea Tuesday. Murphy was sentenced to 10 years. Listen, y'all, they all tell him, wait a minute, listen, listen. According to court documents, Murphy was sentenced to 10 years with one year commuted to time served and nine years of probation as part of the negotiated plea. They're going to tell on, uh, on Thugger. He's going to snitch on Thugger and say it was him. He's going to say it was the light-skinned motherfucker. Pretty motherfucker. Never liked him anyway. Yeah, his right-hand man going to tell. He's telling, telling, telling. He's going to tell. They ain't, and listen, no one's trying to do real time and no one's trying to go to a federal, uh, uh, what y'all call it, uh, club fed. Because once again, people have this notion that federal prison is just so, it's still prison. Nobody wants to go to club fed, huh? Nobody wants to go to Club Fed? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I like Young Thug too, y'all. I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> He's done done. Well done. You understand? Hell yeah, cold world. Cold world. Yo, yo listen, they're gonna they're gonna slam Thugger so hard, dog. He's gonna get it like he's gonna get like 130 months or some shit, 100, 200 months, right? They're, they're going to give Thugger Thug 300 months, you know? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? A special condition of probation is that Murphy testify truthfully in any further trial as it may become necessary to the state of Georgia and, uh, and other individuals named in the indictment. Okay. Authorities say Williams and Kitchens, that's Gunner, are leaders in the game. Okay. 
All right. Once again, a special condition of probation. This is this this is the nigga right here wearing a Tupac shirt of all things. And why are they still wearing masks in Georgia? Why are they still wearing masks in Georgia? But okay. A special condition of probation is that Murphy testify truthfully in any further trial as it may become necessary to the state of Georgia and the other individuals named in the indictment. Nigga. Bruh. Bruh. Jury selection starts January 4th. Y'all send y'all prayers out to young thug. Cause this man is his life is over. Prosecutors are expected to call more than 300 witnesses, which is expected to take six to nine months. Murphy's lawyer, Jacoby Hudson, told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that he is not sure if his client will be called up to testify against the other co-defendants, but said Murphy is ready to move on. That means yes. Yes. My client doesn't know anything during a lot of the acts that are they are alleging he was in prison. My client doesn't know anything. Yo, he was second in command. What the fuck you mean he doesn't know? He was second in command. The Fulton County District Attorney's Office presented the plea deal to Hudson a week or so ago. He said after discussions with Murphy, they felt it was in his best interest to to accept the deal. It's a fair resolution to this case. My client did his time already and he is ready to move on with his life. He only did a a year in jail. What are you talking? Oh my goodness. Give me a year in jail. Okay, for some major shit. Nothing. According to the indictment, Murphy allegedly was involved in an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in 2013 and attempted murder involving four different victims in 2015. During a bond hearing in June, Hudson, Hudson is the attorney, Hudson said Murphy had already faced charges on those indictments and had pleaded guilty or guilty to reduce charges. Murphy has spent seven years in prison on criminal street gang, aggravated assault and aggravated battery charges from a 2015 case. Murphy was out on parole when he was named in the YSL indictment. Murphy is alleged to have co-founded YSL gang with Williams. That's young thug. And co-defendant Trontavius, oh geez, Nick, where you at? Trontavius Stevens in late 2012 in the Cleveland area Avenue, Avenue area. Trontavius, this nigga's name is Trontavius. Yes, you sound like you don't need to be breathing. You need to be, your mama should have swallowed you. Yes, your name is Trontavius. I think you should have been on, you should have been on some bed sheets or on, 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 on her back or should have been swallowed. Okay, Murphy has a tattoo with the letters YSL on his forehead. All right. Murphy is also required to spend 300 hours of community service with a substantial portion spent talking to young men and women at local uh, locations determined by the Fulton County District Attorney's Office about the dangers and, and, and immorality of gangs and gang violence. 
If Murphy completes all the conditions successfully and has no violations of the law greater than a high school, than a high or aggravated misdemeanor, his probation will be suspended after five years. According to documents, Murphy is not allowed to uh, not allow any contact with any other co-defendants on the indictment. Bruh, come on, y'all. Y'all seen it firsthand. Y'all seeing this shit firsthand. These young boys ain't trying to go to the federal prison. All right. Fuck all that G code shit. G code. That shit that died with these nineties rappers, niggas. Okay. So if you want these old rap niggas, that's mad. Cause these kids is telling that shit dead, dead, bruh. Ain't nobody trying to do 300 months in a federal prison. Thank you for the super chat. OG, uh, didn't know the word silent was removed from the street code. Jeffrey going to love who dresses and fits. Damn, bruh. Don't, don't do him like that. Don't, don't, don't do the homie like that. I listen. I still listen to, uh, Danny Glover. I still listen to big racks. I still listen to best friend. I still listen to seven 30. All right. I still got young thug in my playlist, right? I know exactly where Cleveland Avenue is. Yes, it is right by Greenbrier. Indeed. Indeed. Trontavious come in. Your name is Trontavious. Yeah. Ain't no Omerta. All right. So listen, I said, I was going to take calls. I'm not going to take calls. I'm tired. I'm going, I'm about to take my ass to sleep. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. So that being said, thank everybody for coming to hang out. Uh, part two of Kelsey's testimony is tomorrow, which will be like day four of the trial. So we're going to be on it. I'm sure, you know, Milagro shot to Milagro. She's a beautiful ratchet woman. She's a beautiful ratchet woman. Shout out to Milagro and shout out to lawyers for workers, uh, for being boots on the ground and getting us to scoop that we bring to y'all. So with that being said, I'm get the fuck up out of here. Cause I'm tired. Y'all go to sleep, get rest. Shout out to my man Steven Story for uh, earlier tonight, breaking it down with Brazil and putting feet on necks of you passport guys. Whew. All right. I had a good, I had a long day. Happy birthday to Nick Satterwhite. Um, yeah. Have a good one. Peace.